earlier than usual it's about 6:52 p.m. because we have to end just a little bit early tonight because it is the book club which is just another one of those things that I always wanted to do with this show and we have been able to launch it successfully in 2022 and 2023 has been amazing and I can't wait to do more things like this Still have to figure out just how um, how the quite frankly uh, presentation of a film club would be. Um, I was thinking about it because the other night I was watching a movie with Lauren. I forgot which one that we which one we we rented. This might have been Mother's Day weekend where we went uh, we went on Amazon and we we rented uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So you know what? Let's watch that. Let's see how it holds up. It was still fun ridiculous but it's fun and um and i saw that option on amazon that said like start a watch party so hmm okay so apparently you could coordinate and you can synchronize a watch party with a bunch of people if you you know rent you all rent the same movie and stuff i know a lot of people be like i don't want to give business to one place or another but i'm just trying to figure out a way to synchronize our watches and see something together of course we can always just put it on the on the network in a special special way but book club has been really um amazing and and i read the first 101 pages of shoeless joe for today and let me tell you something i am so happy that we read this book oh my gosh and whoever gets this this book my version in in the the upcoming raffle man this was this was so good. I relate. I can't even go. I can't wait to do it with uh, with Charlie Robinson. It is so pure. It is so beautifully written. I, I, it's just amazing. It's delicious language. I don't know how else to say it. The language used to tell this story is so delicious, and the fact that it's it's just it's a magical tale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Between the book and. And Field of Dreams. The adaptation is beautiful, not exact in any uh, in any real uh, way. Definitely not exact, but just beautiful. So we'll talk about that at a later date. And if you are uh, a monthly subscriber, you'll be able to talk about it live tonight at 8:30 on the un- the unlisted link that I didn't send anybody. Oh shit! What the fuck am I gonna do now? I'm already here. I knew there was one thing I forgot. One fucking thing. I'm going to have to call Lauren in between the uh in between uh the the the, the intro. I need uh I need help quick. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get this one started because now my mind is completely elsewhere. I made a very big folly. Big big folly. But um, it was a busy day, and I did my best. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find a way around it, no doubt. All right, so here's what we got going on tonight. I want to jump right into our grab bag. And um, because I think we might have the Zells call in at some time just to catch up. Because there's new, 
new little publishings on Jeffrey Epstein's network of A-list friends. We have a pretty good grab bag that we're going to do. And uh, I even have some mixed media. Mixed media um, on the Ukraine side of things, especially since we brought up Samantha Powers last night, be able to listen to this presentation on the DIA app and how they're they're using the, the 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 war zone of Ukraine as a testing ground for what they want to just enter us all into nonstop e-government surveillance. So we'll do that tonight, and then at the end of it all, we are going to do our first badass, a nice little brief recognition of people alive or dead, man, woman, human, or non-human. Because we, we actually have one really awesome non-human badass story to do. I don't know when I'm going to whip that one out. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, th- this is going to be, this is going to be a good, good one. We do our own little thing. And you know what? We still have about five or six openings and c- we have contenders and stuff, but we're just trying to keep things pretty balanced. If you have any people from history especially ones that you don't believe get enough recognition really cool stories that need to be told about badasses from history who have done incredible things they don't have to be all warriors uh they can be inventors they can be adventurers they could have just been ordinary people who are in the right place at the right time and took an opportunity to do something necessary and big and worthy of recognition so uh go ahead and email all of your suggestions to us because if we have overflow we always save it for the next year this is the third year that we're doing it now badass month in june so that's quite frankly podcast at gmail.com send it on over and we will be happy happy to look through it all right first one up first one up is from usa today scientists generate electricity from thin air where have we heard this before Humidity, though, humidity could be a boundless source of energy, they say. Sure, we all complain about the humidity on a sweltering summer day, but it turns out that same humidity could be a source of clean, pollution-free energy, a new study shows. Air humidity is a vast, sustainable reservoir of energy that, unlike solar and wind, is continuously available. Except if it's in the wintertime. Said the study which was published recently in Journal Advanced Materials. This is very exciting, said Meng Lu, a graduate student at University of Massachusetts Amherst. Oh, really? And the paper's lead author, we are opening up a wide door for harvesting clean electricity from thin air. In fact, researchers say nearly any material can be turned into a device that continuously harvests electricity from humidity in thin air. So this is either a big scam or all the people on this project are going to be dead soon. Boundless? The air contains an enormous amount of electricity, said Jun Yao. Wow. Interesting, huh? Assistant professor of electrical and computer engineering at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and the paper's senior author. Think of a cloud which is nothing more than a mass of water droplets, each of those droplets contains a charge. And when conditions are right, the cloud can produce a lightning bolt, but we don't know how to reliably capture electricity from lightning. What we've done 
is to create human-built small-scale cloud that produces electricity for us predictably and continuously so that we can harvest it. So, I guess it's boundless, significant, renewable energy. If it's boundless, I mean, I guess that means that Con Edison bills will be a thing of the past and we will no longer be living under power lines, correct? Oh, no, 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 no. You'll still need to pay. It's just going to be boundless is all. Okay, so if you think that we're going to be powering American cities from, from humidity, then congratulations. All right, so here we go. Over here to the New York Post. The NY Post. Tell me something about this story here. We've had a number of topics based on fertility, fertility doctors who are inseminating everybody with their own sperm. But this one has been, this is uh, particularly interesting because we have an accused serial sperm donor doctor, Morris Wartman. He is dead as a plane that he himself built by hand crashes in upstate New York. A prominent New York fertility doctor accused of secretly impregnating his patients was killed when the experimental handmade airplane he was flying fell apart in midair over upstate New York. Dr. Morris Wartman, 72, was a passenger in the plane when it went down Sunday in a pasture in Orleans County, killing him and pilot Earl Luce Jr. or Luce the preliminary investigation indicates that the wings of the aircraft became detached. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. The wings became detached from the fuselage and fell to the ground, landing in an orchard. That means that there was not even... Wait a second. The fuselage of the plane continued west approximately 1,000 to 1,500 yards before crashing into a pasture behind a residence, the sheriff said, adding that National Transportation Safety Board and staffers dispatched to the scene would begin an investigation on Tuesday. I would think that when the wings come off, you would just go straight down. There's no way to even glide unless they were thrown 1,000 extra or 1,500 extra yards by merit of the momentum that there was? That seems like a far distance. Far distance. The real question here is, do you think that this is just bad construction of a plane on his part? Was it inspected? Why was it allowed to take off? Was this illegal in some way, shape or form? Look at that thing. I would never get into that plane. I don't care who built it. No way. Or do you think that big sperm took him out? The big sperm industry wanted to keep his secrets under wraps for good. I don't know, but he's gone. And what a way to go. Jeez, got enough problems with plane. planes. Planes are definitely not going in into one I built. So, there you have that. Over here, another one from New York. A, cult a cultural enrichment story, if you want to call it that. We have teens who have now been accused of killing and eating a beloved mama swan they thought was a duck and snatching her four babies. Three upstate New York teens. 
which is just a, a, a word now. It's a monosyllabic word that is used to just blanket over a story and make sure that um, that people are not described, at least in any meaningful way, in the early goings of an article. Usually, sometimes you, you start understanding what's really going on midway or halfway through or sooner. Who knows? In this case, a little bit farther down. Three upstate New York teens killed a beloved mother swan, cooked it for dinner, and kidnapped its four babies after mistaking it for a duck, which you can't. Can't mistake it for a duck. Cannot do that unless you are one years old and everything is a duck. Faye, the swan, poor Faye, was allegedly turned into dinner by the youngsters on Memorial Day in um, Manlius. Manlius? I've never been to Manlius, New York. A village of 4,600 people in the suburbs of Syracuse, which is home to a pond where generations of town-owned swans have lived since 1905. Cops said on Wednesday that the teens, three friends, ages 16, 18, and uh, 17, thought Faye was a duck before slaughtering her for her meal. They did not know that it was a swan, and they did not know that it was not a wild animal, that it was actually owned by the village of Manlius, said the police sergeant Ken Hatter up there. All three suspects, including the eldest, who was identified as Iman Hussan of Syracuse, were charged with felony grand larceny and criminal mischief, as well as misdemeanors, conspiracy, and criminal trespass. Poor Swan. According to the cops, the suspects were trying to go hunting when they jumped a fence surrounding a manliest swan pond between midnight and 3 a.m., where everybody else goes hunting, too. Everybody goes hunting for, for ducks on city property between 12 and 3 a.m. I just didn't know that swan was halal. Did you know that swan was halal approved? I didn't know that. After killing Faye, the clueless youths then took her carcass to one of their homes where they cooked and ate it. Right there and then. The teens also grabbed Faye's four babies, known as uh, Signets, planning to keep them as pets. Yeah, I'm sure. Yo, no, yeah, we wanted to kill the mother for food, but the four babies were so cute, we're just going to keep them as pets. No harm will come to them, of course, until they start looking like Faye. So there you go, a little bit more enrichment in, um, in New York. Coming to a swan pond by you. All right. Um, that's all I have for you right now. We can talk about the Jamie Foxx thing tomorrow because uh, that's, that's made more for a Friday night. Jamie Foxx. There's been a lot of rumors about Jamie Foxx and, and theories about him being taken out and all that stuff for, for weeks now because he's just been off the radar and people are saying that he's suffering from really, really harsh things. Rumors and theories that connect him to what was going on with people like Wendy Williams. Anyway, um, anyway we're getting a little bit more clarity with the newest, the latest round of rumors so, um, and trafficked information. So we'll do that tomorrow. As he, as he seems to be having uh, big pharma problems. If you know what I mean. 
All right. Well, that's a uh, that's good enough for right now. I want to get this one started a little bit earlier so we can do more. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for everything. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Should be a fun night. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! scrambling over here sorry trying to get some things done um, maybe I can do that on my own though uh, I have a few things I want to watch with you I want to watch some things with you the first one is the Biden fall did you hear about this I'm sure you did it's a slow news day for a lot out there and uh, if you've seen it before I guess you're gonna see it again so uh, Joe Biden was at the Air Force Academy graduation ceremony I guess he was doing a giving a commencement speech or something like that and he went down pretty hard of course he uh we'll we'll, we'll look at this for just a moment here you go and he starts this little jog over here jogging down he goes the crowd screaming in horror some people thinking i don't know like he was throwing himself down a slip and slide and they're trying to urge him on everybody else knew exactly what was happening he tripped over a, they say, a sandbag, but I, um, they're reporting it's a sandbag, but actually it was the Krasenstein brothers. They were spooning right there on the stage. They were, both of them were spooning again. They can't be separated. So they're laying there and he, he tripped over both of them and he went down, but you know, look, just, he was, he was having a, he's having a good time. He's happy, happy with himself. Day's going great. Now, you know, everybody trips. This guy trips a lot upstairs, usually. I uh, haven't seen, has he, has he tripped down the stairs yet? We got a lot of uh, Hillary Clinton falling down the stairs, but that was like probably three bodies ago for Hillary. Her height, her weight, her face changes all the time. But um, we got her falling down the stairs a lot. He falls up the stairs a lot. He can't keep his feet underneath him. And everybody trips. Uh, not everybody can get up very fast. 
Not everybody can ride bikes anymore. I mean, it's just whatever. I look at this and I just shake my head. Not necessarily funny because everything is a reflection of what we have been born in time to witness. CNN reported or tweeted, Biden tripped on a sandbag. That's what they're saying. Like I said, it's the Krasensteins. And fell as he completed a handing out diplomas at U.S. Air Force Academy commencement in Colorado. He appeared fine afterwards, walking without assistance to his seat in the stands, which is that is if Joe Biden ever started a band, the band should be called Walking Without Assistance. That should be it. Walking Without Assistance. Nibbling fingers. Joe Biden and the nibbler and the finger nibblers. Joe, Joe and the finger nibblers. Nibbler bibblers. The nibbler bibblers. Oh, you get so many variations of band, band names. Donald Trump had something to say about it. Take a listen to this. He did? See, Trump, he, he, um, he responded the same way I do to these, this, this kind of news. I rarely laugh. I just shake my head, shake my head. He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to. It's like an ice skate. You know, it's the same because that. Because he and it goes into the fact when he was uh, going down that metal grate of a ramp, and he had he's like shuffling along. There was two weeks of reporting on whether or not he was having a several times. He he was dragging his right foot. Trump was. I think he's having a stroke. Twenty fifth Amendment. Every time. Every time his mouth was dry and he needed to reach for his bottle of Fiji. Oh, 25th Amendment. The, the guy's breaking down physically. Meanwhile, the people who fall over themselves to come in and say, you know, it's not that Joe Biden's old. He's just human. You know how many times I've fallen? You freaks. You, your lives are pathetic. Your lives are pathetic. The people who just line up, whether they're paid, the unpaid shills are the worst. Because I don't know if they think that they're getting into heaven. They don't believe in heaven, most of them. But I don't, I don't think I don't know if they think that there's some greater reward waiting for them on the other side of ugh, this. What is this? But um, really, this, it was interesting stuff, though. I had this arrived in my email. My friend Mike, Petey Face, he sent me some incredible audio. Apparently, Joe, Joe Rogan left me a voicemail. I said, what are you talking about? He sent this to me. Listen to this. Hey, Frank, Joe Rogan. Glad I got time to talk to you. So, yeah, I'm not sure if you saw on TV, but Joe Biden fell while he was at the Air Force Academy graduation. Fell like slammed his face on the pavement. I mean, this dude is running the country. He's all fucked up. And Trump's response was awesome. I cannot wait till these shrooms kick in because I'm feeling a little on the wild side. Anyway, back to you, Frank. (laughs) It's incredible. Incredible how popular I am these days. So Joe Rogan left me a voicemail. That was interesting. And then I was sent this, which was a little bit disturbing. 
uh, Joe Biden immediately responded to his latest fall. He put this public comment out. I don't know if you heard it, but if you haven't, this is the first time. This is a, quite frankly, exclusive. Hello, my fellow Americans, as you all saw on television, I fell at the Air Force Academy graduation. I know most of you feel bad for me, and most of you do not. This will not stop me from having all your children's blood. So keep it coming. You hear me, Frank. I ain't fucking leaving. I've got more love to give. I have big plans for this country. Thank you, and have a good day. I told you, very disturbing stuff. Especially when he he called me out and he said, like, if I have more love... I have more love to give, which is very weird. I don't know what any of that means. Of course, I forgot to launch uh, Rockfin again. I'm a real mess this week. Boy, boy, am I a mess. Um, but, you know, I'm cleaning up. <laughs> I'm a mess, but I'm getting tidier. That's what we have. Uh, that's all I have for you on that end. It's, uh, it's been been pretty interesting to watch all this unfold. So what do you have for me? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Because geez Louise, how many times am I going to say that recently? In fact, is there anybody out there named Louise that can call in right now and tell me what the hell is going on? I'm clearing the lines. Nobody call in for the next five minutes. If your name is Louise, call 914-200-0269. If your name is Louise, call me right now. 914 214- 200-0269. Now, coming up next is a little bit, uh, you know, we have some, some mixed media that was threaded on by, um, by Max Blumenthal on Twitter. There was an event on the DIA app, the D-I-I-A app, the digital ID app, and he was going around, Max was, asking different people, Ukraine's ambassadors to the U.S., all these others, about what they're doing and why they're selling out their country and why they're setting up the, the planet, humanity, for such a, such a, you know, this is an obvious scam. It's an obvious hard play toward authoritarianism in the worst way, the digitization of everything. As we know, we're still waiting to see what's going on with the money when that's going to be all rolled out but here's max blumenthal here's the first clip i wanted to show you he said at this event on the dia a digital id app i asked ukraine's ambassador to the u.s oksana markova markarova about her government promoting itself as a laboratory for predatory surveillance tech and its maintenance of a kill list that includes my colleagues anya and aaron mate I heard that, uh, who else was added to that? Jimmy Dore? Some, someone was, was like that, said that they're on a kill list in, in Ukraine. I don't know where this list is, but, you know, I see the same headlines floating around that you do. Anyway, he asked her this question, and she just simply walks away. Watch this. This event was about profiting off of war, turning Ukraine into a laboratory, the ruins of Ukraine into a laboratory for the fourth industrial revolution, um, getting Ukrainians all in a digital... No, you're not interested in the answer? Please. And can you tell me why my my colleague, Anya Parker, was on a kill list? Your interior ministry maintains a kill list of journalists. My partner here... Yeah, then they put some quizzling men in front. Yes, yep, yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Please go the other way. 
Uh, so he's asking people straight up, why are you selling out your country or why are you selling out Ukraine, this war zone, as a testing ground for something terrible? Anya uh, Parampil said this on May 23rd, Kiev officials and Samantha Power, USAID, are in D.C. celebrating how the Ukraine war kicked off a, quote, new age of e-governance. Alongside the executive chairman of Visa, they are openly describing the sacrifice of Ukrainian civilians on the altar of Western finance and tech. Here's a little bit more of it. Eurasia Foundation, Pamela Spratlin, was on stage beside chairman of the Visa, a Visa who celebrated the war as an opportunity to push new means of digital payments on Ukrainians. I asked her if she was at all ashamed to promote disaster capitalism. A USAID guy shoved me away. I think the chairman of Visa was and he's asking, you know, are, are you are you okay, or do you have any kind of hesitation to profiting all over the the, the ruins of Ukraine? I think this is about disaster capitalism. You don't have any shame in being on stage in such an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, the clear. I think we have to think a little bit differently about this. Yeah, I mean, um, they're extending the war. Let, I don't think they're extending the war. You know that. What I would say is listen to the minister. Oh, this guy, this guy again. Who the hell is he? It's this weird creature. He looks like he is related to the Krasensteins. Was this the original stem cell donor that created the other two? Who is this weirdo? He's like the men in black with AIDS. What the hell is this? Why was it not about a negotiated? Okay, okay. Let's, other way, other way. Why was there no talk of a negotiated solution in Ukraine and only talk about using Ukraine as a testing ground for Western technology? All these women, these powerful women, there she is. I think we need to look at this in a different way. We're not, you know, it's not a testing ground for disaster capitalism. Let's just look at it as, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. That's how everybody looks at it, right? Got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, my friend. Here is uh, the USAID-sponsored Visa and Google-assisted DIA app not only forces Ukrainians into digital ID uh, panopticon, it encourages them to snitch on fellow citizens, reporting them as Russian collaborators so they can be arrested and disappeared. Listen to this. This is actually pretty... This is pretty sick. Four bonds aimed at rebuilding the liberated and soon-to-be deoccupied Ukraine. First of all, this this presentation here, the lights go down, everybody's sitting around, and they're getting a really nicely produced presentation, a PowerPoint come to life. And and I, I something really disturbing about the this this you know this modern beat, the music that comes in, really the beat drops and all that stuff, and you're just getting like a uh, I don't know, it, it, it's almost like this. You get that for any kind of a, a program that you put on your computer. Sometimes you are given a tour of the new thing that you put in there and it's making you feel like really at home and all that. But just to think that this is about, this is about modern asymmetrical warfare, that people are going to be able to get other people incarcerated, tortured, and killed with this technology, that this is going to be made available to citizens so that they can do this to one another as well as people who are issuing the technology to be able to monitor everybody writ large. Um, 
Listen. War bonds aimed at rebuilding the liberated and soon to be deoccupied Ukrainian cities. Soon to be deoccupied Ukrainian cities. Yeah, how are you going to do that? State mortgage. Military, medics, teachers, and scientists can apply for the state mortgage right in the app. A chatbot that helps any citizen safely transfer info about the location of Russian troops, names of collaborators, and enemy movements to the armed forces. Did you hear what they call that? So citizens can inform on enemy movement, any kind of collaborators, anybody, I guess, dissidents, anybody who's you know engaging in wrong think out there. This particular program inside of this app or this function is called e-enemy. E-enemy. Just think about the language that is being coined right now. E-enemy. Numerous attacks of- did you sign up for E-enemy? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I feel much safer now. Forces. Numerous attacks of Russian army destroyed a number of TV towers. To provide Ukrainians with uninterrupted access to information, we launched DIA Radio and DIA TV. Yeah, well, they want to make sure that Ukrainians have uninterrupted access to information. Except, of course, if it's uh, wrong think information what the hell does that even mean these days so that even under blackouts millions could feel present and added the in-app army of drones game to help ukrainians both distract and donate to the common purpose has the enemy launched cyber attacks on ukraine wait a second what game present and added the in-app army of drones game to help ukrainians both distract and donate to the common purpose an in-app army of drones game to help Ukrainians not only distract, but... Game to help Ukrainians both distract and donate to the common purpose. Distract and donate to the common purpose. So, the Army of Drones game is for everybody to play just to have somewhere for their mind to go? Are they talking about like a, a, a playful distraction, but also to get together for a common purpose? And what's that common purpose? Bombing Russians, right? If I'm just trying to, I don't have any insight into this little in-app game right there. But based on that, I mean, th- that that reminds me of that that part in Starship Troopers, where all the all the uh, the school teachers bring their children outside to collectively start stomping on roaches to do their part against all of the uh, the bugs on Clendathu. And the teacher the teachers are uh, are screaming and and clapping and laughing maniacally as all the kids stomp and squish the bugs has the enemy launched cyber attacks on ukraine of course they have and they failed even when the world is falling apart our main task is to protect the people together we can build a stronger one the enemy launched cyber attacks on ukraine and they failed have they Yale-trained Mikhailo Fedorov of Ukraine's Ministry of Digital Transformation was on hand to sell Dia, and we we read about him a little bit before we brought on Noor bin Laden the other night, as the future of e-governance. Fedorov previously oversaw Ukraine's partnership with FTX, which saw $60 million in aid disappear in Kiev. Yeah, went right back to to Democrats and Republicans in the United States who are all pro-war, but also it, uh, it bought... It bought a lot of uh, Ukrainian generals, Lamborghinis and Maseratis. 
With Zelensky's election in 2019, the Davos-centric Fourth Industrial Revolution came to Ukraine. And here's a video featuring Zelensky as great reset salesman shown at the D.C. rollout of DIA by uh, tech industry PR agent journalist Kara Swisher. The state in a smartphone. Millions of Ukrainians use our state platform DIA every day. It's just this. This is we are inside of all those movies. Now, obviously, obviously, we're able to keep one foot in, one foot out at the moment. We can dip into this one whenever we're curious. But the fact that these things, these conferences are going on, um, and this is being rolled out, is really, we're inside of those those gamer movies. It's crazy. Now, here's a little bit more for you. Um, Scott Ritter, he responded to a viewer question on a on a show recently i i keep an ear out for scott ritter as well as colonel mcgregor i believe that uh ritter was a marine uh responds to a viewer question on u.s senator lindsey graham lindsey graham recently uh was was shown in video sitting down with Zelensky and talking about how the war in ukraine is a was some of the best money we ever spent because among other things uh russians are being killed and he he's he's a sick puppy but listen to this peter from bulgaria what do you think about senator lindsey graham saying that the best investment ever for the u.s is that they are giving money to ukraine to kill russians is it normal for an american senator to say such things to put it mildly it's a satanic statement have americans seen it what do they think about it well it's not normal for an american senator to uh to say such things but lindsey graham is not a normal american senator he's a psychopath um i've talked about him in the past and i my opinion of him hasn't changed this is a perfumed princess a man who knows nothing about war combat anything uh, he's a lawyer who specialized putting drunk airmen in prison um he, he, he's, he's literally useless individual. He's a warmongering psychopath. Uh, this is a man, if you take a look at his face, you know, there's no visual record of the Von C conference. That's the infamous conference where the Nazis got together and planned uh, the Holocaust, the extermination of uh, European Jews. But you can imagine when a Nazi was talking about this, the sneer and the gnashing of the teeth and all that. All you have to do is look at Lindsey Graham's face while he's talking about Russia, and you see the same thing. You now know what the face of evil looks like. This is a man who said that Vladimir Putin should be assassinated. Um, this is this is a man who believes that Ukrainians should fight to the last Ukrainian. This is literally a sick, sick, sick individual. People of South Carolina, do America a favor. Get this son of a bitch out of office before he does really more stupid things. He's an embarrassment to you. He's an embarrassment to me. He's an embarrassment to the entire country. This is the same sick, I won't say bad words, sick person who made up uh, and participated in the manufacturing of a, of a lie that Russia was putting a bounty out for the Taliban to kill Americans. And he was up in arms about the potential of the Russians paying the Taliban to kill Americans in Afghanistan. And now Lindsey Graham said they're bragging about using American dollars to kill Russians, the best investment we ever had. You're a sick person, Lindsey Graham. You know, the Russians are putting an arrest warrant out you. I hope they grab you. I hope they put you in jail. I hope you found find out what it's like to go through Russian justice.
You son of a bitch. There you go. He was talking to who? Jeff Norman. That was the show. That, that, that was the host that was conducting the interview. And here, listen to this part. Um, listen to this part. Here's another two minutes from that same interview. Yeah, they have a, a, an arrest. Russia issued a, a warrant for his arrest. So Scott was saying, let's take a look at uh, Graham's face. So, all right, we, we do have some clips of uh, Graham prancing around Ukraine. Here it is. Industrial level war crimes that have been committed against the Ukrainian people, if they are forgiven in the name of peace, you will have destroyed everything we've stood for since the end of World War II. There can be no forgiving and forgetting when it comes to Putin's war crimes. Putin has an arrest warrant from the International Criminal Court. I'd like to do more to help prosecute Russian war crimes. The best way to protect Taiwan and world order is for Putin to lose. And if you don't get that, I think you're missing a lot. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. So the best money we've ever spent. Thank you so much. That's the face of evil right there. That is a son of a bitch. That is a perfume prick of a human being who, man, I just wish he was 30 years younger and I'd take him into a boxing ring and smash the living crap out of that face. He is a disgrace to human beings. He can't, he's, he's, he's just a, he's a horrible, horrible. Hey, Lindsey Graham, you voted for a goddamn illegal invasion of Iraq, you son of a bitch. You want people to forgive illegal invasions? The Russians have every legal authority to do what they do under preemptive uh, self-defense. You know, Lindsay, all the money that you went over there with McCain to pour into the Ukrainians to do what, you little fat prick? To what, go to war against Russia illegally? Uh, what about the Minsk Accords, you perfume princess? You know, you wanted this war, Lindsay. You wanted this war. The blood of 100,000 Ukrainian soldiers is on your hands. You drink the blood of the Ukrainian children who died. That's how sick you are. Uh, okay. yeah, I know, I know. It's angering. It's angering. And uh, and to think that uh, everybody's just playing their part and that damn app is getting rolled out and this and that, that and this. Well, that's just a little bit I wanted to leave you with here on, on that end. And uh, what we're going to do... And then you have this, Zelensky, miffed over, over NATO inaction. He's miffed. Demands membership and security guarantees right now. Ukrainian President Zelensky, he's still begging for World War III. I mean, you say, okay, well, hey, as long as he's out there and he's saying this stuff, just take no. He's still begging for World War III because entrance into NATO is not NATO voting for a new member. It's NATO voting for everybody to immediately be galvanized and dragged into an active war. Uh He's trying to get himself more, you know, that, that that's just really what it is. Voting. For, so I don't know what's going on here. And he's a squealing little pig. But after all, he did follow the Pentagon's lead in refusing to negotiate. He, 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 he followed the lead of people like Lindsey Graham. And now he's in this situation where he really, there's no, there's no way out. There's really no way out. It may be that Ukraine is just absorbed by several other countries in the region, and that's it in the end, because there's no way out of this. And NATO, Europe, would be really, really stupid to 
not just ad- admit a new member, but vote to absorb their war. Russia is not going to stop doing what they're doing just because a bunch of cross-dressers showed up and, uh, and said, they're, they're my friends now, officially. Because we know that they're, that's been the war the whole time. Trust me. I don't know what's going to happen, but that guy must be uh, upset. His head's on the chopping block. Lost sooner than Putin's, that's for sure. All right, we're going to go on a really quick break. When we come back, I want to read through a little bit of these uh, these latest Epstein file things. New troves of never-before-seen emails and calendars. And I just, you know, I, I like understanding where they're coming from and why we're getting little dribs and drabs. This is really the only string worth pulling these days. This string. Would love to see this one come completely unraveled. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ham processed. If it's processed, I don't want it. Ma'am, that is an 11 pound whole slab of deli ham. It has no bones, fat, or connective tissue. It is an amalgamation of the meat of several pigs, emulsified, liquefied, strained, and ultimately inexorably joined in an unholy meat obelisk. God had no hand in the creation of this abhorrence. The fact that this ham monolith exists proves that God is either impotent to alter his universe or ignorant to the horrors taking place in his kingdom. This prism of pork is more than deli meat. It is a physical declaration of mankind's contempt for the natural order. It is hubris manifest. We also have a lower sodium variety, if you would prefer that. Picture this. Innocent people in the Middle East, they're having dinner. A bomb is dropped on their house, and they're all killed. What's the problem with this? It's being done by white men. I am Jeremy Kaufman, the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. It is time to diversify the murderous military-industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. That's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people. But we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are going to be the gayest, transest murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton. And that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message.
right. So here's what we got going on. I just, uh, by the way, I just put all the book club. If you are part of the book club, I just put the link for the unlisted stream into the uh, Patreon and the subscribe star. Lauren is sending out an email blast for everybody else that subscribes to quitefrankly.tv. So uh, that is going to be the case. And we're going to be able to um, do a little bit more than that soon. Because there's new functionality that is going to be added to Foxhole, which is going to make us able to really promote Foxhole subscriptions a lot more. Because we'll be able to contact everybody um, directly through that platform and not have to harvest all the emails and put them into Google. Because the real thing is that email gets caught up in spam. You have to, if you get anything that you care about in email, you have to monitor your spam filters. It is, it is impossible. It's impossible to do anything um, through email these days and really have a 100% success rate. Um, but we do what we can because it's hard to stay in touch with people. But here's what we have over here with this this Epstein thing. A lot of names in the last couple of days. This is from the Daily Mail. Trove of never-before-seen emails and calendars gives unprecedented insight into the late pedophile's network of power an influence that includes Chris Rock, Peter Thiel, Richard Branson. I feel like we've gotten these these names that we just know over and over again. Some new ones in there. I mean, Tommy Mottola's name popped up again. Among the revelations is that Epstein appeared to know personal details about the marriages of Bill Gates and his ex-wife Melinda. While magician David Blaine and numerous dinners had numerous dinners with the financier, Presidents, prime ministers, royalty, and famous names previously not linked to Epstein are also featured in the hundreds of pages of documents. They show that Epstein courted the world's elite even after serving 13 months of jail for having sex with underage girls and being labeled a registered sex offender. Uh, as he sought to rehabilitate his image, dozens of powerful people were scheduled to meet him, including uh, Irina Shake. Who's that? Chris Rock, Wendy Murdoch, Richard Branson, tech billionaire Peter Thiel, early Facebook investor Sean Parker, artist Jeff Koons, J.P. Morgan chief executive Jamie Dimon, and uh, music industry executive Tommy Mottola, who used to be married to Mariah Carey, are also among those who appeared to be in documents. Well, didn't Mariah Carey once describe that marriage as like, um, as like prison? That it was like a... a, a some kind of an arranged child marriage. I mean, she was in her 20s at the time, but still. The files were handed over by Epstein's estate to the government of U.S. Virgin Islands, where he owned two private islands during his investigation into sex trafficking operation. The pedophile hanged himself in prison in 2019 while awaiting trial. Ah, oh, 2019. What a year. What a year for chilling. We had a good time that year. We had, a good, we had a good time that summer. That was a great that was a great summer. Really was. This big hanging in the middle of it. What else is what else can we say? Just like Epstein's notorious black book of contacts, the schedules contain personal numbers and email addresses that allowed him to access his associates wherever and whenever he wanted. So you know, it's hard enough to get 
really, when you think about the, the grand scheme of things, cockamamie documentation about then Vice President Joe Biden taking bribes and influence peddling. Everybody does it, but of course, you just need to be able to uh, protect Humpty Dumpty over here, whoever the hell the Humpty Dumpty is, uh, uh, other than Trump, of course. But the but when it comes to this, when you see what is what someone like Chris Ray is willing to do to protect really low-level crime compared to all this stuff, makes you wonder, makes you wonder, is there really ever going to be the big reveal? I've been trying to get in touch even with um, with John McAfee's widow wanted to see if she would come on. I'm going to try again soon to see that because there's so many talk. You remember I mean, how many times have we been caught up in the in the in the thought about whether or not there's going to be triggering of of uh, kill switches and that's just you know dead man switches and everything else. When is there going to be a big dump of this? Big dump of that? There's always a clock that's ticking down somewhere, but. Then we get this, which is starting to become a little bit more like the the WikiLeaks stuff, where every seven months they release the same stuff, and um, and it almost like lulls you to sleep. Prince Andrew and his ex-wife Sarah Ferguson, they're in there. The Tommy Mottola thing is is interesting, because then I saw Liz Crokin share a Michael Jackson clip from I don't know when it was. When was this? This had to be, obviously, early 2000s. I think it's 2002. Listen to a little comment that Michael Jackson made about Tommy Mottola. I own half of Sony's publishing in, and I'm leaving them, and they, they're very angry at me because of it, but um, I just... I just did good business, you know? It's, but, um, so... The way they get revenge. And Tommy Matola is a devil. <laughs> a devil, huh? Yes. Listen, I um I know that I've had some I've had some disagreements with, with people in this audience about Michael Jackson, but I still am convinced that he was um yes, a, a terribly abused individual, but I do not think that he did any of the things that he was accused of. Because every time he every time he was accused and dragged through the mud and paid millions of dollars and still is is destroyed and defamed in death and picked apart in death, everything that has come his way has been retracted in time, and um, and it's just this kind of treatment of people is par for the course. That kind of projection is par for the course. Um, I saw in the same in this same thread people bringing up Prince as well and I'm glad that they did because Prince I don't know I don't know what you guys think about his death but I don't think any of that was legit I think that there are certain shining shining stars that have way too much influence who are beloved no matter what is thrown at them that could just change the world in ways that are not uh, they just got to be taken care of I just feel that way and that was one of the things that I I took particular notice of here with this Tommy Matola thing popping up. Let me get down to that that part actually. Hold on a second. Where the hell is it? 
Where is it? Of course, Woody Allen's in there. Things like things about him recently coming out. It makes you want to throw up. But um, let me bring these. Let me bring my my buddies the Zells on. Who's this? Uh, this is Jim Frank. Uh, my brother is not available. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter, Jim. I just wanted to make sure I knew who it was because the name popping up was neither Jim or Frank, Jim nor Frank. So, uh, hmm. yeah, it's okay. it, it's it's somebody's wife. So, <laughs> oh, I must that's on her account line. Okay. Yeah, well, any yeah, on her account. So, <laughs> so now I know. Now I know. He will not be joining us. <laughs> right. Well, ne- next time I know you call from this number, it's going to be Jim. Unfortunately, I can't. Yeah. I can't edit it. So, Jim, let me ask you something. I know that you guys, we always talk, and, and, and there's not a lot really cooking right now, but um, it's been a while since we talked about Utah. It's been a little while since we talked about Epstein, anything Epstein-related, because it's not necessarily about hyperfixating about on one guy. It's about being able to take that cracked open door, walk through it, and really start walking the labyrinth and seeing just how how crazy the, the, the ant colony really is and, and where it leads and what it's connected to. But um, when these little um, these disclosures come out here, what, what the hell is the, the, the nest? Is it really just about lulling people to sleep to give that, that little bit of you know repetitive, the same names over and over again, but just given seven, eight months apart? What is, it, what is the, 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 the need for all this? You know, Frank, I, I wish I knew. I, I wish I had a, a good answer for that. Maybe it is to placate. Maybe it is to, to lull to sleep. Maybe it is. Maybe it's um, uh, warnings to some people. Maybe some names are put out there that, you know, as a warning per se. I, I don't know why they come out in dribs and drabs and certain names. And a lot of the names are repetitive, uh, like you were talking about. Um, some new ones here and there. Um, but I, I wish I could. Uh, give a better answer on to exactly why I couldn't tell you other than I think part of it is maybe um, like I said, maybe a warning to some of these individuals um, to watch their back. Maybe it is to placate and maybe it is to kind of just to numb us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what what about you guys? Um, What's been going on within the Zeller? What have you taken note of lately? Uh, has any of your work been amended lately, or is there is there anything that, that's just catching your attention out there? Uh, well, to answer part of that question, in the Zeller, uh, we haven't put too much out recently uh, uh, dealing with some personal matters. Um, uh, just uh, had a rel- my mom who had a couple of strokes, so I'm dealing with some of that. So I haven't mm-hmm. been as busy on online as I would like. Um, Regarding anything catching our interest, um, you know, it's, you know, believe it or not, you know, we're still working, <laughs> we're still working the Ramsey case because there's new information that is coming out that, that for us anyway, and that we have some conversations that we're having with some people out in Colorado, but that's always an ongoing thing with us. Um, now, what is that for? I mean, what, what's that? I, I, you know, I, I hate to, to interrupt your flow there, but what exactly... Um, is that as part of a, a bigger presentation you're trying to make, something you're trying to produce, or is it really, do, do you know exactly what pieces you're still looking for in that whole puzzle? We're still unraveling it. You know, like you said, a lot of stuff, most of, you know, most of America does not really, I mean, I'm not saying it like in a braggadocious way. I'm just saying that because we've researched this case and investigated it 
for 20 plus years and we've gotten a lot of information well, we've interviewed police we private investigators people that were very close uh lou smith you know we had conversations with i mean ollie gray john ramsey's uh, former investigator uh these are people we've had relationships with and they they were point there they've been pointing us in different directions over so many years and one of the main places we're looking at you know is saint john's church in boulder hmm. a lot of people don't connect that but it's one of the main areas we're looking at right now but um you know we, we would like it we've had conversations with um some docu documentary uh studios some film studios that are that have heard some pitches from us that were interested but we're still gathering more information and eventually hopefully um we can kind of lay out a presentation that somebody will uh take and run with and kind of show the american public that this was not what most people believe that they believe the narrative for 20 plus years and it goes in a totally different direction but so we're always working on that. Um, some of the stuff that kind of caught our interest is, you know, the stuff that came out with J.P. Morgan with Epstein and uh, the lawsuits with the Virgin Islands. Um, I, I know we we emailed back and forth, and that was a few years ago, with <laughs> some of the information that came out on that. Um, with, the, with the governor's first lady in the Virgin Islands being um, neck deep in the... Uh, in Epstein's uh, kind of coordinating and kind of greasing the skids for uh, in the political world in the Virgin Islands, so Jeff Jeffrey Epstein can kind of get situated and make it easy for him to uh, kind of facilitate the abuse. You know, I, I I think about all this stuff, especially going back to the the Ramsey case, which I know that whenever the hell you and Frank do that that with me I know that that's going to be like a two episode thing we can't we wouldn't be able to even fit that into one two hour episode so um, I, I'm really looking forward to that but what you were saying there is really telling to me because the farther we get away from something and the farther that there is any in the less definitive work that is done on something that can really be examined by a massive amount of people and create a new collective consciousness around something to, to, to be have light shed on a place or a thing or an event like the Ramsey case and what it really it's it's not not even like you say about one horrific murder or an end to a young child's life but it, it leads to so much more things on massive scales that we refer to all the time but in, in even more complex ways. The farther we are from something like that, the more people take their liberties in informing their own theories, and now we're getting to the point where I, I've seen it on, on the internet quite a bit, that um, people describe the John Benet Ramsey, John Benet Ramsey um, uh, murder as a big holographic psyop, that she never existed, that uh, oh yes, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Frank, but I, I know what you're saying. No, I mean that's what I'm talking about here. It's like I wish that there was a little bit more, and it, it, it's all very, it's all very convenient. I feel like this is really what happens when anything of importance is not allowed to have a um, a real um, integrity based investigation or understanding of it 
if that justice is delayed long enough, then you allow people, and people rightfully so, start speculating. They start doing their own digging. They only have so much to go by. And uh, also, there's a lot of uh, easily influenced people out there where they start adopting things like, hey, uh, this never even happened. This girl never even existed. What do you say about things like that? And you see, is that part of the need to get stuff like this out now, the work that you've done for decades at this point? Uh, I mean... It's sad that it's come to that where people are saying John Benet Ramsey's Katy Perry, or like you said, uh, a uh, hologram, a, a psyop never existed. No, she existed. You know, it's it, it was a real death. Uh, but like you were talking about earlier, it's like it wasn't just about her death. It was a microcosm of what was going on in the city of Boulder. I mean, that was what my brother and I were focused on very early on we we talked about it and we said the only way to kind of figure out the case itself was to start from outside the case and work your way in hmm. so we started outside in boulder and worked in toward ramsey and it's like it's, it's very important because after a certain amount of time and th- this is a very well i mean this case when it first came out right this is in the beginning of the internet you know every bit of media in the country was in Colorado at that time. Uh, this was a, you know, just like you had that those college murders recently with the, with the people that were killed. Um, they came back and they, they, they were slaughtered on college campus. In that Idaho? was covered highly. Well, I mean, the Ramsey case dwarfed that when that happened. I mean, you had every media company in the country was there. And it went on and on and on. But over a period of time, you know, once people you know, took their pound of flesh from John Benet Ramsey and made money off of her and, you know, selling bits of information to the media and, and it was sensationalized, you know, it kind of just dwindled away. But my brother and I stayed with it and we started looking at the city itself and we kept at it and we kept at it. And we just, and it wasn't like we were doing Google searches on stuff. We had to call people. We had to do interviews with people, cops, we interviewed uh, other pedophiles. We interviewed uh, private detectives. Private detectives. We interviewed people close to the case. Um, people from the St. John's Church. Over a period of years, it took us to even gain their trust. But it, it, it is important to kind of keep digging at these cases so they don't go away, get memory hold, and you know people just forget about them. One or you know they just start making up their own theory like you said and and then you know it just it's sad but anyway that that's what we've been working on and we continue to work on it and uh so hopefully we'll we'll um bear some fruit with that maybe with some company that, that takes on uh what we have well in the meantime i can't wait to get the story on 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 record with you guys i know that'll be a good one and i hope that you're you're able to to get it out there on on other channels as well you know I, I, and Frank, you know, my brother and I were literally just talking about this about two hours ago about, you know, it, that would take some time to do, uh, but we'd have to coordinate with you because it's not something that can be done in, you know, one show for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be something where we would ha- we would have to do some off-air pr- production meetings and um, and level it all out, make sure that we get through essentials and leave some room for some follow-up questions so that uh, – because – we, we can't do six-hour shows, but if we can do 
two, uh, part A and part B, that's going to do. That's going to need to do a little bit of planning, though. Let me ask you something else, though, about something a little bit more recent and things that we were able to follow in real time that has kind of gone to the background a bit, and that is Utah. Um, where do we leave off with what was going on in Utah? Because I got to tell you, uh, Jim, there is there's quite a bit of uncomfortable reminders of the kind of digging that you guys were doing and reporting on this show where uh, very few others were doing anything like that. And one of the bigger reminders is that in my town over here, every time I drive by a certain street, I, uh, I remember the, the testimony that you dug up on people that are connected to this Utah thing that had an outpost, an, an, abuse, yeah. an abuse dungeon house over here in my very town. Every time I, I every time I drive by that street, uh, Jim, I, I think about the, uh, the the evil that was taking place on that street for so many years, and uh, we didn't even know about it. And still to this day, there was there's no light shined on it other than what you reported. What what do you um wh- where has that uh, been left? What's going on there? Well, David Hamblin, um, we I think we might have mentioned it on on your show uh, last time we talked. He uh, was possibly going to come up and um, and be released, believe it or not. Um, but that never came to pass. He's still I- incarcerated, and so that's a good thing uh, because he almost was released, but that didn't that didn't happen. Um, and also, my brother has been in contact with uh, an officer from the police force there in Utah, and they when they said this could take years. To prosecute people involved, they weren't joking. They said this is ongoing, and they said it's going to take years to unravel and prosecute here and there. So right now, there's nothing um, that's really uh, coming open, or you know, like that anything's making waves at the moment. Uh, but they said it's going to come over a period of time, however long that is. Years is what they were saying. That's that's the way it is. We're just going to have to wait and see, hmm. and. On my side, I was talking to one of the uh, abuse victims uh, from David Hamblin, and he said the same thing. He said that he's cooperating with the police, and they said they're going to go very slowly with this because the people that were involved were people of prominence within the town, and it's not ending in high prominence, businessmen, you know, leaders of industry, uh, that type of stuff. So, so it's, a, it's, an, it's, again, it's another boulder. It's another. It's it's another everything, right? It's another Boulder. It's another uh, you know on the grand scale. It's another Epstein. You know, it's it's always something that you know you have to wait and wait and wait. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. You you want to see the big reveal. You want to see the big arrest. You know, you want to see arrests plural, um, but we have to wait in that case. And like I said, in the Ramsey case, we're just. That's just waiting to be revealed because the, the truth of the matter is uh, the information hasn't even come out yet. People aren't even aware of, of what went on in the case. So Yeah, and, and again, again, that's a... Uh 
that be, that creates a, a feeding frenzy for theories and and theories are are good I love engaging I, I love I love conspiracy theories I really do I think it's a it's a wonderful and meaning meaningful exercise for people to engage in especially if there are counter opinions and things to walk you back from certain ledges and going full full bore on one thing or another without any kind of um, regulation of thought and and finding finding some you know more reasonable avenues to to uh, to settle on it, it always gets to the point where somebody's going to suggest that the whole damn thing's fake and never happened at all so i cannot wait to listen to this all laid out lauren just texted me and she said uh the quite frankly true crimes in the zeller series is what it should be <laughs> yeah that, that's true. pretty good Hey, you know what? When uh, you, yeah, I like I like the sound of that. I do too. I think we need to need to map out an entire serial where we do about six episodes a year and just keep building this all up. Because even if it's cases you guys weren't personally a part of, um, I know that you're going to be able to um, to see similarities and be able to examine other cases with with great uh, great familiarity and 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 to be able to relate to it. And well, let me ask you this. When you and Frank were out, uh, ever out on the road, doing something, going to a location to investigate one thing or another, and let's say you were really hot on the heels of something, and you're you're part of an actual rescue, um, who was more who was more um, prone to flying off the handle and uh, and and being and being rough uh, with with someone who is of uh, bad. I don't know. Bad character, bad moral character. Which which one of you two is more prone to fly off the handle and do something physical to someone who deserves it? And I, I mean this, and not in a in a in a mean spirited way, but or but the truth, I, I would say my brother, and I think he would uh, he would agree. Well, I, I have to. Uh, I'm I, I'm not surprised that you say that Frank was is more was more prone to fly off the handle because when I when I talk to the both of you, I. There's a darker, there's a, there's more of a darkness in his voice. You, you seem a lot more jovial, and he seems. <laughs> well, you know, we, we both we joke around a lot, my brother and I. I mean, you get that via text messages when we're sending stuff back and forth. You know, we like to goof, um, but my brother would be the one that could be a little more uh, volatile. Mm. Uh, let, 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 let's put it that way. But you know, and it's and it's a righteous anger. You know, it's uh, you know where you would get upset to the point where you would want to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you you want to do that necessarily, but yeah, you know, he would have the tendency, you know, to get you know to lose his temper um, a little bit more than than I, let's say. Uh, but well, um, well, I yeah figured I asked that one. Oh, here's another question for you. Since I got you on, and we have a couple more minutes. Um, sure. I just mentioned on the heels of the Epstein thing, Tommy Mottola, um, Sony, Michael Jackson. What, what's your opinion? If what you and Fr- I, don't, I don't know if you know what Frank thinks about it, but especially you uh, observing the the saga of the the accusations over the years of of Michael Jackson, how there was never anything anything to really hang your hat on as far as accusers that ha- of merit who never in the end walked anything back evidence obviously we have a severely abused child that turned into an awkward yet incredibly talented man but knowing the way that 
the media is, knowing the way that people of great import are sometimes destroyed if they are not completely obedient. Um, what did you ever, did you ever look at Michael Jackson as a, as someone who could have actually been, you know, was this all a big misunderstanding? Was he targeted himself? Or did you always assume that, that he actually was the abused turn abuser? Um, I, you know, I never really kind of dove into it. I read a lot, I read a lot of headlines. I read some of the, you know, the accusations. Um, I was always one to believe that um, he was abused and he turned into an abuser. You know, uh, I think now you can correct me. Maybe you've read more into uh, his case than I did. Um, but I was under the, you know, when you're sleeping, regardless of what you're doing. I mean, to me, you went it, 30 days in a row sleeping with a 13 year old in your bed. That's that's very strange, man. Oh, no doubt. If that's that, I mean. That is 30 days, and that's like, that's fact. He slept 30 days. And I, this is just one kid. It was 30 straight days they slept in the same bed. Now maybe, maybe it was strictly platonic. I mean, who knows? But to me, that's highly irregular for a grown man to lay with a child that's not your kid in the bed for 30 straight days. So I'm thinking he was an abuser of, of some. I, I don't know what he did i don't know you know i'm sure he did some things in my opinion you know i i maybe there was a retraction but i was pretty sure that multiple kids gave uh descriptions of genitalia specific descriptions and when the police photographed michael jackson's genitalia it was an exact description so how do you you know how do you explain that i never got that you know, now, see, see, yeah. and, and now, now I have to go back and rewatch because I, I, because I know that there was all of this stuff was addressed in those those three amazing episodes that Razor Fist did, and that yeah. has dead really uh, honestly. It's been one of those things where I'm I was completely in line with you um, mm. for for many years. You just you you see the the headlines, you read the stuff out out there. That's uh, uh that's uh you know going out there. And then, um, and then you realize, well, I, I never really, I never really looked that much deeper into it. And when mm. I, I, I'll tell you these these deep dives that are out there, they really change my mind on a lot. And then I just start thinking about the 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 nature of the media that I hate so much, and I realize, well, you know what, I I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to leave the possibility open here that this could have been this could have been the job. This could have been the big, hey, it never existed kind of a thing. And why? Well, you know, some of it could be money. Some of it could be influence and and uh, those who are shaping the world. Those, that's where my mind was going to. But now I have to look into that because I think, I think one of the things that, that was laid out was that I'm not sure now whether I, 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 I understand it, that it was the actual bed or it was the bedroom. That they're all in the same bedroom, which was a two. It was like a two floor. His bedroom was two floors. You know, it was just mm. uh, it's just a gigantic room. So I don't know whether it, it really was like Michael Jackson and a and a and a thirteen year old sleeping at a twin. You know, that's something. That's something else. You're you're on a twin mattress. You, you might be. You, maybe maybe you're correct on that, Frank. Maybe it was in separate spaces and in, in a one big room. I, I, I don't got, know. I, I have to look into it. That it was a same bed. That he was spending time with these kids. That's how I, and you know, not to mention the lavish gifts that were given to these kids' parents. You know, that's like you know textbook. You know, grooming. grooming. Yep. Ta you know, yeah. 
you know, very, very expensive gifts, diamond bracelets, uh, trips, uh, money in the bank accounts, you know, that's classic stuff. So, like I said, I didn't dive deep into it. That's the stuff I remember from it. Uh, but I would kind of fall in that he did abuse some children. But like I said, you know, if there, I know there was some retractions. So who knows? You know what? You know what, Jim? The next time that I do it, I, I don't. It's been. It, I think it's been about a year since I put the 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 Razor Fist uh, Michael Jackson trilogy that he made out there and and broadcast it on the network. The night that I do a Rabbit Hole Wednesday again after the show, and I have there there are three thirty to thirty minute thirty to thirty three minute long episodes. I would love to book you and Frank if you don't have a bedtime that's too early to just you know <laughs> you don't have to be live or anything like that but i'm just going to tell you the night that it's aired because i would love for you guys to be able to watch it and i'll make sure i watch it too then you you call in the next night on a thursday and, and tell me what you think about the whole thing if it changed any perspective if you have any follow-up questions you wish you could have answered or if you found any yeah. flaws in the actual presentation because that those videos really um that work done on on the issue really changed my my mind about a lot of things at least made me question okay uh yeah I, I, i'd like to i'd like to do that that's sure hell yeah well anyway I'm, uh, yeah. um but you know going back to um epstein and i was talking to my brother about this and you know when 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 trump was well, everybody was going after him right and you never seen anything we, we haven't seen anything come about we're still waiting for that the big arrest, right? Waiting for the quote-unquote white guys, the white hats, to come, right? And, and and to see, you know, if everybody is involved, right? There's no crime if everyone is <laughs> is involved, and that's and what's going on with Epstein very much reminds me of that. It's like the names just come out if everyone is involved. Not that there's no crime, but you can't investigate it. Yeah. It's just like everybody in government was out after Trump. Everybody. Every branch. There wasn't a safe spot for him at all because everybody was do was going after him in some type of illegal fashion. And everybody was doing it. Leaking classified information. Uh, you know, breaking laws left and right. Uh, and everybody was doing it. So how do you prosecute it when... Everyone that's involved in government is doing a wrongdoing, you know. It, and that's what I feel with, with the Epstein case is that these names dribble out, drip, drip, drip. It's like, holy smokes, who, who didn't know this guy? Right. Who, who, wasn't, who wasn't involved with him? It looks like everybody was, from big banks to senators to scientists. To actors, to comedians, to musicians, royalty, I, prime ministers, heads of state, everybody, you know, and it's just like how he created that little, that little greenhouse of abuse in the Virgin Islands. How he just had all these politicians under under his thumb, and how he created that just by blackmail. You know, and we were emailing back back and forth, and you know, we fought the governor and the, the first lady in the Virgin Islands. Did you know that he knew every governor? You know, I <laughs> he, guess he just didn't know it was Cecile DeJong. She, you know, how about Kenneth Mapp? How about Albert Bryan? You know, 
Dijon was a senator from 2007 to 2015. How about the Senate, the governors after that? Matt and uh, what's his other, um, and Brian, they were they were governors too. He knew them. It's like he knew everybody there. And, we, and he talked about that Democratic representative, Stacey Plaskett, that we emailed back and forth, that she was accepting donations from Epstein. And then we talked about, you know, what happened with her, that she was taking uh, some uh, an aide of hers, took her phone to get repaired and noticed obscene pictures on it with her husband and ch- and children, her children, where the husband was wearing makeup naked and her kids were there and he took it and started giving it to media and started giving it to anybody he could but you know what's interesting about that and we talked about all the uh illegal actions that have taken place over the past several years and there's not been one prosecution that those people that leaked stacy plaskett's um pictures they went to jail Mm. That's, that's something it. else. Yeah, that's it. You know that's what? It. What you're describing is the same same situation as when we talk about um, the, the the one of the the hardest hardest uh, burdens to bear when you're dealing with just the 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 walking dead around us. Well, especially those who are really invested in party politics and all that. And you bring up something like Hillary Clinton as a conversation starter, as a door opener to in, into the inner workings of a much bigger machine. And they say, well, oh, well, oh yeah, you're still talking about that. There was no charges. There was no nothing going on. There, you know, the email. Oh yeah. Keep talking about the emails, the email lady. Yeah. So this is the same exact reason why it wasn't a crime because everybody was doing it. It's not a crime. That's exactly right. You know, it's 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 not a it, it, gross negligence is no longer even in the penal code in the criminal uh, any kind of criminal code in the in the uh, in the country. Gross negligence ceases to exist because all of the people on the inside, the Peter Strzoks out there, decided to on the fly ignore criminal negligence or anything like that, and uh, and and described everything that had gone on and would send you and I to jail for a very long time as extreme carelessness. And th- yeah, I guess extreme carelessness is not a crime. You know, it's, it's not it, and it just it trickles down to everything, whether it be misplaced emails, whether it be children, misplaced children. It's it's a it's a mess out there. But uh, Jim, I'm glad we we were able to talk a little bit more tonight. I have to wrap up a little bit earlier tonight because of uh, sure. because of book club. But in thezeller.com, I know you haven't been publishing too much there, but you have a wonderful repository of a lot of past work, and I'm sure that there's more coming in the future. Can't wait to have you and Frank back in in the uh, in the coming days and weeks. Yeah, Frank, no problem. Thanks for having me on and to share a few minutes. Always good talking with you, and um, hope you have a good night, bud. All right, take care, man. All right, buddy. There you go. All right, ladies and gents, there is no time for an intermission, so. Here's what I want to do. I, I, I want to get through my super chats, and then we're going to do our badass of the night. There we go. Over on Foxhole. Let's go to those gold pills first. Number one up is 24-7 Spin. Thank you so much. Swickly, thank you. Rook Castle says Biden tripped over a MAGA sandbag. I know. God, they, they need to arrest Trump immediately for that sandbag. Sean Joe, Rook Castle, P-Quest, and Tempo 420. Thank you guys so much. I'm releasing the scratching, and I hope you have a wonderful evening on Throwback Thursday. 
Over on Rumble, we got some Rumble rants. Wart Guy says, hi, Frank. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, Sir Psych, Psych you Sexy was hoping you could wish his beautiful wife, Kim. Ro- oh, wait, Rob, screen name Sir Psych you Sexy. Was wish- uh, hoping you could wish his beautiful wife, Kim, a happy 32nd anniversary. They never miss a show and are thankful for all that you do. Wow. Rob and Kim, 32 years married. Congratulations to you both. And I'm so happy you don't miss the show. I'm really, uh, I really, I really, I'm so happy. And I'm happy for you guys for the longevity. And I, I pray that it is a really wonderful rest of the week and the weekend for you. Oh, there he is right there. Sir Sexy. Hi, Frank. Rob was hoping you can wish his, oh, wait, who the hell is this? Screen name, Sir Sexy. Well, is that Rob? Is this you? They gave me another one over here. Anyway, more, more anniversary wishes heaped on top of the old ones to Rob and beautiful Kim. That's that's wonderful. All right, all right. And over on, quite frankly, superchat.com. Sarah K says, what was the intro song? I liked it a lot. The intro song to the show, that is Son of Sam. Son of Sam by Shinedown. You know, guys and gals, I love that song. I think it's an amazing song. In fact, I think the best part of that song is left out because it's just an intro. Anthony cut that up for me back in 2010 because I thought it was, uh, you know, Son of Sam and war and there's so much in there and i think that it really just encapsulated the the energy of the show that i wanted to put together and he did the first cut up of everything and it's gone through several several versions over over the however many years i've done this show 13 years with this show alone but um you know there's a possibility i'd like to change that up one day you know i just don't know what or how I don't have any options or anything like that, but I, I would like to, you know, it'll always be a very special song, but I would like to change that up one day. I don't know what. I think when it hits me, I'll know. Man, that might upset some people. It won't upset other people. I know some people have stopped watching the show. I you know, you know, I've watched long enough and you never change the intro and it says goddamn in it and I just can't listen anymore. I can't do it. Good, get out of here, lemon face. But they've been gone a long time. I've had like two people over thirteen years say that. Um So And when when I get emails like that, I'm like, alright, well now I'm gonna keep the intro for at least thirteen more years. Just because I hate you. What? Uh, just letting you know. Kitty Cat says, hey, Frank, please wish a belated happy birthday to Master Terrence. From the moment we met, I knew this is my man. He's the love of my life. More about our story later. Yesterday, I met him at the border. U.S. Uh, the U.S. Canada is the only place we can meet. We love you. Kitty Cat and Master Terrence? Okay. Well, hell, I, that, that sounds amazing. Happy belated birthday to Master Terrence, and I hope that your budding love blooms into something else. Something bigger and better. Let's see. Um, Kate says, please tell Jared 
Oh, there's a bunch of birthdays coming in tonight. Can you please tell Jared happy birthday for me? He has changed my life for the better, and I hope that he has the day he deserves. Also, thanks for all the work that you do. We both love talking about your show after work every night. Kate and Jared. Happy birthday, Jared. Wonderful. I'm glad I could be the subject of conversation. And it's nothing too off-putting. Though you never know. Uber Viking says, hey, Frank, I'm hopeful that with the boycott of bigger companies, we can bring back mom and pop shops. I'm seeing a lot of pushback against the rainbow people. Let's make June great again. Great show. Oh, they have reached the the peak of their influences behind them. The LGBT incorporated stuff, the peak of their influence is behind them. All I told you, all they have left is war. All they have left is war. There is no more peaceful persuasion. There is no more pretending to be civil. There's no more of that stuff. It, that's gone. All that's left is war. I love it. I actually love that we're in this phase because they're not really, you know, obviously it, it's the governments, it's the NGO types, it's the armed paramilitary types, it's those that the, the real international terrorist types that have used LGBT incorporated among other causes du jour as a shield to go out there and and do their worst and to attack society and and bring entire nations down but um but they're not a uh they're not a serious group of people no no way shape or form serious thank you so much and yeah, I hope that with the boycott of bigger companies, people go back to mom and pop shops. I hope that more and more people in this this audience take the leap into becoming a sponsor of shows like this. It doesn't take much. You think about the tens of billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars that it takes to keep CNN and Fox and everything afloat over there. It takes nothing like that. It takes 5% of this audience to throw in two to five dollars a month, two dollars, two dollars a month, to send something, uh, little gifts on PayPal or something like that, it does not take a lot. And and I, I really hope that people know that there's a, a flip side to boycotting. You're boycotting one thing, and yeah, save a little bit of the money that you're you're not spending anymore, but also support the the the, the newer iterations of a society the newer versions of society that is coming up in the ashes. And that is to, to become sponsors for shows like this because it does not take a lot. doesn't take a lot. And I would love to see my margins expand a little bit more so I can actually bring on full-time people. I have production budgets set aside, and we try to do a lot with as little as we've got. But I'd love to be able to reinvest here. And let's let's face it, um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not broadcasting to the tune of $10,000 worth of super chats an hour like some other people are and but I I've got an audience that is just as robust and just as loyal and just as and I I I love this audience it has made a lot of dreams of mine come true and I just hope that as we keep going into this this ver this um this phase of reclaiming reclaiming ourselves you know reclaiming our minds our pockets that we start doing uh start investing in each other a little bit more that's it's it's hugely important it's hugely important 
And Jenna from South Carolina says, hey, Frank, I'm in Nashville to hear Jay Gulenello speak at the Alternative Health Conference and meeting him in person for the first time. If any other Franklies are attending, we should meet up. Love you, Frank. Well, say hello to say hello to Mel Kay as well. She'll be there. Jay Dyer. But yes, Jay Gulenello. Have fun with him. Hello Kitty says, Frank, hi, yeah. I finally found Super Chat link. Please ignore my recent email response. My network security program was blocking you. How dare they? Well, I'm happy that you're here, Kitty. All the best to you and yours. Great. All right, so then the rest of the week, uh, here's Red Dragonfly. Wow, Red Dragonfly 2222 on Rumble just sent a an extremely amazing rumble rant that is uh kind of humbled me over here 222 is a very important number to me red dragonfly i'll tell you why and i have to go and do my book club now but first red dragonfly 222 is the name of my first cb handheld radio it was a radio shack trc 222 and when i was on there in like 1996 1997 and i'm just you know fiddling through all of the all the channels and seeing who i can pick up um Somebody local asked me, hey, what's your handle? And I didn't know what the hell the handle was at the time. So I'm looking at the actual handle of the TRC-222, and uh, I said, oh, it's uh, TRC-222. And then I just reduced it to 222. So 222 was my, my handle, my radio handle around here when I picked up my first two-way radio. And I asked my parents for on consecutive holidays and birthdays, I want this base station. I want this, uh, this antenna. I want these things. 222. Thank you so much, Red Dragon. And I hope you, um, I hope you email me, quite frankly, podcast at gmail.com. I'd like to send you a little something in the mail. Please do that. Thank you, Alex. Um, uh, Alice Frazzled Rip. Well, that's a dark one. I'm reclaiming... I'm reclaiming who deep sown I am a Franciscan. Who deep sown I am a Franciscan. Tomorrow we need to rise up. Well, Alice, thank you for rising. Tomorrow is Friday. We'll see if Matt shows up. And if he does, there'll be plenty to debate on that end. Now I have to give you our badass for the night. It is June after all. That's some badass shit. Yes. It's pretty badass. Yes, it is. It is pretty badass. So here's a badass for you. Quick acknowledgement. I'm going to uh I'm going to um put him out there. His name is Joe Mazzula, and he is the head coach of the Boston Celtics. And recently, I mean the, the Celtics, they were just I know I don't really watch the NBA, but I listen to a little bit of sports radio still, and they were just eliminated from contention in the semifinals, but first they were down 3-0 in the semifinals in a best-of-seven match, and Joe Mazzulla was asked what he is doing to keep calm now that they are on the brink of embarrassing defeat down three games to none, and he suggests that this was really just a matter of perspective for him. And you'll, you'll recognize him right off the bat if you don't know who I'm talking about already. Take a listen to this. Something you're doing over the last 48 hours to keep yourself away from just being consumed with this? Are you watching different movies? Honestly, I met three girls under the age of 21 with terminal cancer. And I thought I was helping them by talking to them and they were helping me. And so having an understanding about what life is really all about and watching a girl dying 
uh, and smiling and enjoying her life. That's what it's really all about, and having that faith. You know, the other thing is you always hear people, um, you know, give glory to God and say thank you when they're holding a trophy. But you never really hear it in times like this. And so for me, it's an opportunity to just sit right where I'm at and just be faithful. To sit right where I'm at and just be faithful. Now, they went on to lose the series, but not after coming all the way back to tie tie at three games apiece. But remember, it was this very same guy, Joe Mazzula, uh, who gave this um, awesome answer when he was asked about the British Royals. Did you get a chance to meet with the royal family? And if not, how was it like having them there in the building? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? <laughs> the prince and princess of Wales. Oh, no, I did not. I'm only familiar with one royal family. I don't know too much about that one. Thank you. But I'm glad they're hopefully they're Celtic fans. So I would I would say again, Joe Mazzula. It's not only faith, but it's the stoicism, the faith and the stoicism. Plenty of people running around preaching, but they they're all angry and they've got absolutely no chill. This guy is stoic. And um, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I'll tell you, uh, this guy, I root for this guy a lot. When, 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 I, when I find good people, good men, good women out there, um, I love rooting for people now because we know organizations can go bust belly up real quick. But that is our badass of the night. And I'm looking for more tomorrow. Thank you all so much. It's time to get on with Book Club. I hope that you join me and Charlie Robinson in just a couple of minutes. Good night. Good night. And always remember, that's... Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters. Thank you so much. So much to Dragon Fred Dragonfly222, Alice Frazzlerip, to Wart Guy, and to also Sir Psycho Sexy. Thank you to Hello Kitty, Kitty Cat, Sarah Kay, Kate, Youper Viking, Jenna from South Carolina, and all of our friends on Foxhole. Good night, everybody, and see you soon.